Hey everyone, I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our Twenties podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. How you doing? I'm good. I just really ate those Trader Joe's dumplings fast. I feel like I always eat Trader Joe's dumplings before we podcast. Wait, you actually do. Which which ones? Chicken, vegetable. Veggie. Mm, Love a veggie. Healthy. I literally feel like I've talked about Trader Joe's dumplings on every solo episode. You have recently. Yeah, it's the truth. <laughs> because I just, I'm, I get so busy during the day and then I like don't eat lunch and then I get really hungry like right before we have to start, but there's not enough time for like a real dinner. So I use this as like my appetizer. Understood. Understood. You it's know, like in between snack It's just like a quick appy. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Anyway, today we're going to be talking a little. Oh. Come on. We're going to be talking a little bit about dating and relationship because on Thursday, we have Eunice from The Art of Dating on. She is a certified dating coach and psychologist, psychiatrist. I don't know. One of the two, maybe both. Um, Sorry, Eunice. (laughs) But she rocks. We had such a fun time talking with her. This episode, like I list, I was just telling Brenda, I listened to it back and I enjoyed the episode so much. This episode is for if you're single, if you're dating, if you're not dating, if you're in a re- relationship, new relationship, long-term relationship, like this episode is for absolutely everybody. We talk about dating. We talk about relationships. We talk about self. It's so good. And Eunice provides like so many concrete tools, tips ways of thinking I just think it's a fucking awesome episode and I think that she does a, a great job of talking about both single people and people in relationships so I think it'll be really relatable to everybody yeah we love it no she's super well spoken she really knows what she's talking about she's really cool and I just feel like she's very she provided a lot of just very detailed intricate like although detailed and intricate still impactful and like tangible um responses that I think she just like really covered all the things that we asked in the time right and she's not just some woman like she like this is what she studied like she's a psychologist like she knows her shit yeah for sure so excited for you guys to hear that one definitely let us know what you think when it comes out um just because I think that dating in general is such an interesting topic and one that we don't always touch on but it's it's definitely it's literally part of our lives like cultivating relationships to Mm -hmm. to some capacities like the center of our world so yeah and I feel like we obviously can talk about like so many different things in this topic but today we took some questions from you guys so we'll like answer a couple of those as many as we can in the time that we have today but obviously it's a topic we'll come back to and I think one of the things that Eunice talks about Thursday's episode is about like how to know the the things that you really need to like look at when you're figuring out if a long-term relationship is going to work and I think that that would be a really interesting episode on its own even because she really breaks it down of like here's the different categories that you need to like take a look at and I think it's really interesting so I would love to hear people's feedback on on that as well yeah for sure Okay, but let's get into it because we don't have a lot of time. But first, it's time for Prize. 
Um, so my pride this week on the topic of dating, and I'm sure we'll get into this based on the questions, but I just really feel like I'm in the right place in my relationship overall. And I feel like as the days go on, especially in the specific particular space that me and Chris are in right now in our relationship, like I just feel more and more like it's so right. And like, I've known it's right, but it's really, there are so many different ways in which I'm so appreciative for him. And I just feel like he really, really has always. And I see more and more now that like, he really understands what partnership is like. And I'm just really excited to like step into newer chapters of our lives where we can embrace that even more. So yeah, I just, I, I like just really feel that more than ever in, in our relationship before. So I'm really excited. Um, and then my pickle, my pickle is as life starts to get, I want to say more serious, but like as, as like aspects of life demand more of like financial attention, if you will, um, I'm get I've noticed myself getting a little nervous, not overwhelmed, not like overly stressed, but just like, um, certain like bills and stuff like that, that I like have to take care of now that I didn't have to before or starting to just like come on my radar. And I'm like, Oh my God, what if suddenly somehow something happens and I'm not prepared, but, um, I'll navigate those things when I get to it, but it's just interesting how, um, sometimes you can feel like such an adult. And then in other moments, you're like, wait, I'm like kind of a baby slash I'm nervous. I 100% feel that way. Yeah. In that same exact regard, 100%. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. But what You're about you? Not alone, darling. No, I know I'm not alone. I don't know why sometimes my sink like bubbles. It's very oh. interesting. It sounds like a big old fart. But alas, please add it to the pickle list. Enlighten us with your pride and pick. I'll do my pride about relationship too, since it's a relationship episode and actually is like a little bit related to my pickle. Um, but yeah, and my pride too is like, I just feel very um, grateful to have a very supportive partner. And I'm just like very, very grateful for it. And it's related to my pickle because my pickle is, and I kind of mentioned it like last episode or two episodes ago, I'm really doing some hard work now because I've realized that I have this like subconscious fear that like if I become successful that it will leave me lonely and it's like this subconscious fear that I don't think I realized that I had but I realized that I have it and I realized that sometimes I self-sabotage because of it Mm. or that I'm not like allowing myself to open up enough to the success that like wants to come to me because I have this like deep down internal fear. So I am actively like trying to like work on undoing that narrative. Um, But yeah. And so having such a supportive partner and him being so supportive is helping in that journey. But there is still that subconscious part of me. That's like, if you get successful, like people aren't going to stick around you because it's really hard to like, you know, deal with my schedule. Um, And like that only gets more, more complicated, the more success that I get. And so it is this like deep fear that I'm at, that I'm now that I've now recognized because I don't think I was so aware of it. Um, And I'm actively trying to face and undo because I think when I let go of that, it will open a lot of doors for me. And, um, so the, that's the pickle, but the pride is the 
support, which gives me evidence against that. So that's nice. Mm. Do you know where that comes from? You don't have to speak on it here. I don't really know where it comes from. I think it just comes from like the narrative that I think when you're, when I was like young, which in this, this narrative has helped me a lot. And it's also, I think built a little bit of that fear of like, when you're young and you say like, oh, I want to be an actor. People are like, you're going to have to give up a lot of stuff. Like you're going to have to miss a lot of things. Like you're going to have to sacrifice a lot, which is all true. It's very true. And like that, that narrative has prepared me in a lot of ways for a lot of the things that come up. But also I think it, you know, and like the narrative that you see on the media that like every, uh, actors are always getting divorced or like blah, blah, blah. And blah, blah. so I think that that narrative just kind of builds it. But I always wanted to believe, and I do believe that I can have a successful career and a successful relationship and family. Like I do really believe that, but I think there is that like subconscious fear mm. in there. For sure. No, that, that makes perfect sense. And it's, it's tricky. It really is. It's the very unique career path and one that comes and it's not easy for someone to go along with. Like it's not because one day I'm here and the next day I'm gone for three months. Like it's not, yeah, it's not easy on, on a partner. Um, but finding someone who really like deeply understands that and is supportive of it um, and wants to work with you to like do what it takes to make a relationship work because you know it's worth it is like that's what it requires. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure we'll get into this when we actually talk about relationships and what makes them successful. But I really think that briefly, like that's one of the things that when you know it's right is like more and more um actually one of our listener questions I guess just to get into that was how do you know when a relationship is right and they were looking for something more tangible than just like when you know you know yeah and just because you mentioned that one of the things that really stands out to me is like someone who's genuinely like who truly has your best interest at heart whether that means having difficult conversations maybe calling you out on your bullshit maybe being the one person in your life that tells you like you know, like the, the, you know, you've either been showing up differently or here's how I feel like you can, we can challenge ourselves together, you know, whatever, or, um, the type of person that really, you know, with full, like full, well, that they have your best interest at heart, even if it means them having to give like, to be selfless in your name, um, in your honor and whatever. Like, I just feel like when people truly, truly want what's best for you and have your best interest at like the top of their mind, like they are willing to support you, even if it means at a sacrifice for themselves. I'm not saying it should be like that all the time that they should constantly be the ones sacrificing because of course it's a give and take, but I feel like you, you, the whole, when, you know, you know, I think comes with like, you can feel when someone is truly selflessly giving you their opinion, even if it means it's something at their expense of something as, as simple yet simultaneously difficult of getting less time with you um, or something like that, which is obviously hard on both parties. But I think that's something that I've seen in both of our current relationships, Drew, is people that are really, really flexible, adaptable, mm-hmm. prioritize our well-being um, and are just very honest about where they're at. Even if it's not something that we might want to hear in that moment, like whatever it means for communication, transparency yep. sake, 
Um, and for anyone that's listening right now, by the way, and he can hear us being like, oh my God, we have such great relationships. Like we're very lucky. We're very fortunate. It's taken work to get to the space that we're in right now. Yeah, so you know my journey. Hopefully it, get, it hopefully that thing gives you hope and it doesn't <laughs> feel like annoying or like we're yeah. bragging because it's, it's truly, it's, it's so genuine. And hopefully you see that as the episode unfolds. Yeah. But yeah, I, I completely agree. Couldn't have said that part better about, but like also in that vein of like, I think, and also you, we ask Eunice this question and she gives like so many concrete things to observe. Um, and two things going off of what you said, I think like if both people are really supporting each other to be the best individual versions of themselves, like mm-hmm. that really makes for a successful relationship. Like you support me to be the best version of me and I support you to be the best version of you. And that somehow like up when you uplift each other like that, it uplifts the entire relationship. And like, I think, Oh, I wish I could remember how she she said it. You know, Chani Nicholas, like my favorite astrologer, she was talking about like how um, her wife is also her business partner. And she was talking about like when you're in the right relationship, like it automatically opens doors for you to become an even better version of yourself than you knew existed. Or that maybe you knew existed, but you didn't have the, the, the ladder to get to yet. And like a real a real great relationship like opens that door and like I feel that in my current relationship that like there is a door open now to become an even better version of myself than I even had before like Mm. and I think and the support from the partner to get there and you doing that in return is what makes when you can be so strong individually and support each other in your individuality like that's what breeds like a really strong connective successful relationship one of the things there's obviously a lot um but on the concrete thing of like what's more concrete than when you know you know Eunice said this and I thought it was really great she was like look at the evidence she's like really like look at the evidence like how does this person make you feel like, and like, and we talk about it all the time about like journaling or, you know, asking ourselves the hard questions. But I think in a lot of times in a relationship, we don't take a step back to look at the evidence of like in an, in, in a third party way. Cause it could be so easy to like color things of like, Oh, like make excuses for a person or this or that, or like, yeah, there's this, but like, they love me and there's this and like, blah, blah, but like really taking a step back and look at the evidence, just like you would to see if anything else is working or not. Like if you have, you know, if you had a bicycle and you wanted to see if the bicycle was working or not, you would test the bicycle out. You would ride it. And like, if the wheel, and then you would look at the evidence, if the wheels fall off, it's not a good bicycle. But if the, but if it can ride for three miles, it's a good bicycle. Like, and being able to look at the evidence in an abstract way, and Eunice breaks this down, like more in like what areas to look for that evidence in. Mm -hmm. Um, But I thought that that was just so brilliant that she said that. And that most, I don't think most people do that. I don't think I did that in my previous relationship, but I do do it in my current relationship. Um, 
And it's really, I think it's like a really good tool. If you're wondering if a relationship is really right for you or not, take a step back and look at the evidence, write it down. Yeah, for sure. And I also think um, that, I also think that one of the things that's just like so powerful is beyond the evidence itself, like really getting clear on, cause, cause you're right. Like I do think that we can color things a certain way. I think we can look through things through rose colored glasses or kind of like, I don't want to say lie to ourselves, but to an extent lie to ourselves for, for maybe some deeper fears or anything like that, that might be going on. But I feel like beyond the examining how it is specifically that someone makes you feel like just really looking at like, is this person adding to my life or are they taking things away? Is this person supporting the life that I'm looking to create or are they distracting me from it? Because I think that sometimes like we can say certain things like in how we talk all the time about like, oh, for the, in the name of health, but like, I think people do things or say things or think things in the name of love, quote unquote, if they have a morphed perception on what it is that that really looks like. So it just, it's complicated. It is. And I don't blame people for feeling confused because I think that when so many people have a deep fear, which makes sense in a culture and society that wants connection, right? One of our, like, one of our needs is connection, love, belonging. So in a world where we're so afraid of being lonely, it only makes sense to sometimes feel like we need to excuse certain things out of fear of either ending up alone again or ending up alone forever or just having levels of uncertainty. So no judgment, no shame for even no. having that question. Yeah. But I do. Well, I have something to say. Are you changing topics? I have one more thing to say on that. No, no, say that. Say your thing. Um. Another point that Eunice brings up in regard to this question, which I think is very difficult to do in the moment, but absolutely the most important is do you and your partner have the same growth mindset? And that applies to a lot of things like, do you have the, do you want to grow in the same ways in terms of communication, lifestyle, where you see yourself in 10 years from now she said like if someone if one person wants to get married and the other person wants doesn't want to get married unfortunately it's not going to work out long term and I think it's a very hard thing to not assess I think it's easy to assess if you have the same growth mindset as your partner but I think it's hard to come to terms with like I know for myself in my past relationship I was very aware that we did not have the same growth mindset his ideal version of his future life and my ideal version of my future life were opposites. They were extremely different, but I so badly at that time wanted it to work for who knows what reasons, but at that time so badly wanted it to work that I tried to ignore that and I tried to convince myself that if I can do certain things, like I can make his growth mindset comfortable and I could still reach mine which unfortunately is just not the truth like you you have to have the same growth mindset you have to be on the same page about that and I think that it's a very difficult thing to come to terms with because someone could be amazing you could be totally in love some they could treat you well they can make you so happy but if you want different things for your life eventually that's going to be a, a deal breaker eventually at some point because you're not going to sacrifice that you're not going to sacrifice what you really want in your life 
just because you love someone. Unfortunately, we can't. Like, you have to have that same growth mindset. And it also doesn't just apply to what you want in the future. It applies to, like, how you want to communicate, how you want to build a family, how you want to do this, how you want to do that. And you just got into it. But, like, first assessing that real and want, realizing, do we have the same growth mindset? And then if the answer is no, it's not easy. But I think that we need to normalize a little bit more of like that being enough reason. It should be the reason, you know, to maybe end something. Yeah, that's a really good point, you. And I think a lot of times, like you said, like it, people don't think about it that way because I think we justify, again, rooted in fear, justify like, you know, but but this is okay, you know, but they love me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's what I did. But the, something that you said that's like, I think you said that we're never going to fully sacrifice things. And I do think that some people do. Like, I do think some people do settle and sacrifice things that they do want for their lives and convince themselves that they don't actually want it. Or again, convince themselves that something is in the name of love out of, you know, wanting to keep a relationship or wanting to maintain this. And I think that something as like, as simple as, I don't fucking know, somebody wants to move across the country and their partner maybe doesn't. And, you know, maybe somebody convinces themselves, oh, that's right. Yeah. Like, I don't want that either. Or yeah, that's not a good idea. Or maybe, maybe they'll do that for me. I mean, when it comes to kids, right? Like, let's say, um, you know, full well, you want kids and you know, for full well, your partner doesn't want them right now, um, right now and says they don't want them down the line, but you have this idea that like, oh, you know, they'll do it for me later. But like, they, if they told you no now, I'm not saying it's not going to change, but you can't bank on that. You know, like, I think it's important to have those types of conversations, especially in your twenties. And it is scary and intense because I'll tell it's you right now, easy. like, it's not easy. And Julia and I have said, like, we're like, oh yeah, like something like kids, it's not something we want anytime soon, blah, blah, blah. But there are certain conversations that you just, you at least need to open the door to because yeah. you, it would be, it would be not ideal if a couple of years down the line you look back and you resent someone for something that could have been different if you'd had a conversation so a very like easy and specific example was um chris and i were looking at a place last week and we ended up putting an offer on a place and i knew in my heart that it wasn't our place it wasn't our place and in that moment i just was like and it had nothing to do with him again and I know that I mentioned this already, but like, basically what I'm saying is I didn't want to look back and say, I freaking love this guy. Like I love him and I don't want to resent him down the line because we made a choice to go to a place that we both don't actually love with the intention of being together, but in a space that we don't actually love. And I don't want to, you know what I mean? So yeah. just like no, you had to be true to, you had to be true to you and your feelings in that moment and, you know, work it out together. Obviously you guys have great communication and you were able to work on that together and, you know, find a solution. But mm. if you had just like pushed that feeling down and just went with the house because Chris was good with it, like down the line, you might have been resentful or you might have been unhappy. I think that that's like such a great, example. Yeah. I want to ask you, Drew, out of curiosity, for someone that's listening to the show right now and is maybe in the place that you were in when you were in a relationship that at the time you told yourself was right and you yeah. believed was right for the most part, what would you say to them if they're in a space right now where they're questioning if they're in the right relationship and maybe are even justifying and maybe a piece of them knows, right? Maybe they haven't admitted it to people around them, but maybe a piece of them knows that it's not right. Yeah. What would you say to them to like, 
I know this is kind of a tricky question, but like, what would you say that you think would be more defining for them to know if they're in the right place or not? It's really hard. I mean, for me, like I deep down, I did know that it was not right, but I was not able or ready to admit that to myself when I was in that place. Like I had those feelings and they would come up, but I would so fast push them down because like I was not ready to admit it to myself. So number one, I would say like, if you're even having a thought or feeling like that, allow yourself to at least explore it. It might just be a, it might just be something out of fear. It might just be an anxiety, but like at least allow yourself to explore it because I didn't let myself explore it. I just was so afraid. So I just pushed it down. So I would say like, if you're having any thought or fear like that, like at least allow yourself to explore it because at the end of the day, like, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And like, all you have is you and like you, if you, how do I say this? Like you, you want what you want, like, and want what you want. Like with every relationship, if, if, if you're not going into it or in it and really being true to yourself, you're going to be unhappy at some point. So Mm. like giving yourself the, the space to question and explore so that you can make sure you are being true to yourself, I think is really important. So that would be step number one is at least allow yourself to entertain the thought. And then step number two is, which I think a tool that I didn't have, but now that I, now I have it because we got to Tartinus is like, write down the evidence, like really take a step back, try to do it from a third party point of view and like write down the evidence of like, is this person really making you happy? And do you have the same growth mindset? And like, what are you, are you sacrificing anything for this relationship? And if so, are those things worth sacrificing? Mm. And then I mean, because I know the narrative that I told myself was, okay, I'm sacrificing things now, but I'm doing it because I'm going to make this really stable and then I'll be able to do, like I, it was, the narrative was like, I'm going to do this for us. So then I can do this for me. Mm. And that narrative is so destructive and toxic. Like you, I think in a relationship, you always need to be able to be like, there is space for me first, Mm. like not second. And I Mm. put me second because I thought, you know, because, and that was me convincing myself, like I'm not sacrificing, even though I was. And I just think that there, of course, in certain situations, someone's sick, someone needs your help. Of course, sometimes you come second, but those are in moments. I'm talking about overall, are you putting yourself second? Is there room for you first? And then what we were saying earlier, the support thing, does this person really support you to be the best version of yourself? Yeah, those are all so good. Yeah, I think that's what I would tell myself at the time and the tools that I wish I had. And and really the hardest part is even allowing yourself to explore the question. Because yeah. it's so scary that you just want to push it down. And that's why I did. I didn't even give myself the opportunity, you know, until towards the end 
to explore that. And maybe yeah. I wasn't ready to, and maybe I had more to learn from that relationship. And I, you know, I totally believe that timing is everything, but I would say if you're having the thoughts, at least give yourself the opportunity to explore and then really get real with yourself, even though it's not, even though it's not easy. Yeah. Um, but really? I think, I yeah. think in the end, like if you're sacrificing anything that really is important to you for someone else, at some point it's going to hit you and like, you're you're not going to be happy. And like Eunice gives, and then I want to hear what you have to say about, but Eunice gives like this example about money. Cause she was talking about growth mindset in terms of money, which is also very important. And she's like, it's not about the bank account. It's about how someone views money. Like if one person likes to like, you know, save up and have like lavish vacations and like that's really like how they view their money or the other person or one person is like I don't spend I don't want to travel like I want to save or if another person is like their version of their their spending money is like backpacking like it's such a simple thing but if you don't have the same type of mindset on like something like that and that translates obviously to other things in life but like eventually you're not going to be happy if like your partner never wants to spend money on vacations and you want to see the world. Like eventually you're not going to be happy. Like you may think, oh, they'll change or, oh, they'll do this or one day, like, or I can do it by myself or whatever, but sure you can do it by yourself. But like, if that's something that you want for like you and your partner and you have different mindsets on that, are you willing to sacrifice that? Mm. Yeah. No, that's so good, you like genuinely so good, so powerful. And I think all like incredibly thought provoking because it is hard. Like it is hard in the moment to think, to consider, to see, to all of those things in between. But I'm curious about something and I don't know if I'm going to word this well. I think sometimes, yes, people absolutely have a fear of being alone. People absolutely have a fear of not finding love again. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like in your previous relationship, I don't think that you believe that if something were to ever end that you would ever not find love again. Like, I think you have pretty high self-esteem, yeah. pretty high self-worth uh, and all that stuff. So, um, because that is a common reason why people don't switch out of relationships or end relationships. If someone does believe, like if someone is like, yeah, like I'm not afraid of never finding someone else again, but like, I'm still unsure of if where I am is right. Like what, like, what do you think kept you in a relationship justifying things, even though you knew that you could find someone else if you wanted to. Yeah. It, it's funny because it's something that I have been trying to, I know why, but I haven't yet found like the right vocabulary for it. So I'll try to explain why, but I don't think I've gotten to the place where I can like vocabulize it correctly. Um, and it is a greater problem in my life than in just my relationship um, in that past relationship. Um, but yeah, I never had that fear. I, I always, you know, I always knew if it didn't work out, like I'd find someone else. I, I just believe that. Um, but I think for me, mm -hmm. I am very stubborn. And when I say I'm going to do something, I fucking do it. And I don't give up which serves me in a lot of ways. It very much serves me in my career, 
but that does not serve someone in a relationship. Because I was stubborn, I felt like, well, I can't give up on this Mm. because that is like a part of my, that's just a part of my being. That's just a part of my, like my core personality. So I really think that that was it. Like I don't, it wasn't out of, it really wasn't out of like fear of being alone or like it wasn't about really how much I loved this person. It was really about that core personality trait that I have of, well, I said, I'm going to do it. So I'm going to fucking find a way to do it. And I had to like give into my own ego. I think a little bit about that to allow myself to like, oh, something that was not serving me, but it's funny how we can, you know, we, can be stubborn in a lot of ways. And I, and I think for me, that's really like what it was. Yeah. That's so someone is having a jazz concert right now. I don't know if you can hear it. No, I can't. I wish I could. There's a jazz concert happening next door. Oh, okay. I love that. Um, but that's, that's really interesting to hear. And I, I, I see that and I, I see that now, but it's, it's crazy how certain things that are really like aspects of our personality at our core play such a role in obviously how we lead our lives. Um, but interestingly, how it can be so masked as something else. Right. And I think beyond just saying like, this is what I'm going to do. Like, I think sometimes people do feel, I'm not saying you did in this circumstance, but I think also like, depending on the circumstance with the partner of like, Oh, like what's their life going to be like. And, you know, we've worked so hard. I think something that I hear or have heard over time is people saying like, oh, you know, we've already invested so much time. Like for me, I'm a big, I hate wasting time as everybody knows. But like, I think a lot of people feel like, oh, I've invested so much time in something that like, I might as well. I'm sure that was a piece of it. Yeah. Like I might as well like quote unquote, stick it out or figure it out or work it out because I've already invested so much of this. Right. But also like at that time for me, like, yeah, I'm sure I had that thought as well. Like, and that was part of the stubborn thing, but like I was 25, like, okay, sure. Did I invest four years in something? Yeah. But do I want to invest 40 more? Like, absolutely not. Like, again, look at the evidence. Like that feeling is valid. Oh my God. Jazz concert ghost is having playtime. Her own jazz concert. Her own jazz concert. She's feeling the music, but like, you know, really look at the evidence. Okay. Yeah. You invested four years in this. That's a lot of time, but it's not a lot of time compared to like the rest 85 years of your life. Yeah. Oh, it's not. You know, it's and a- I, and I, and not to invalidate that thought because that is very fair, but like, but really look at the evidence, like look at the numbers, because when you do look at it, it is when you take a step back and look at it like that, it's laughable and you can laugh at yourself for that, you know? Totally. Yeah. No, it's, it's super fascinating. And I just feel like it's, it's very interesting to see all of these like different thoughts that run through our heads, because at the end of the day, like us talking about this, like I guarantee there are a good amount of people that are like, shit, shit, I got to explore that. So I'm really, really happy that we talked about this. I cannot believe we only got to one freaking question, you guys. I know. Also, like I had questions for you on this topic, so we'll have to come back to this. We we need to go. Uh, yeah, we'll do a part two. We actually have a guest episode that we're recording right now, you guys. We 
Um, our friend Julia has had some success in her career. So um, we've had to navigate our schedule a little bit differently. So we got a guest episode to record, but we love you so, so much. And we'll come um, back to this and we'll get to the other questions as well. We will, we will for sure. And after you listen to this episode, if there's something that you are curious about, anything you want us to answer, whether it's questions, advice, crazy dating stories, feel free to just shoot us a DM. Cause I know that sometimes the little question box just doesn't allow for like enough characters. Mm-hmm. So um, feel free to shoot us a DM. We'll definitely answer Even if it means that we have to do a multiple part episode. Cause I know this is a really hot topic. Um, we should. But- we'll, we'll keep this one going. Yeah, 100%. It'll be so fun. We love you guys so, so much and hope you have a great Monday. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. And remember, you are a 10 10 out of 10, 10. baby. Bye. Thanks for listening to Roaring 20s Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring 20s Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.